find it, to stand as we honor God as the reading of his word today. Proverbs chapter 18, beginning with verse, well, with only one verse, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Father, we thank you, Lord, for showing us what that means today. That those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Help us to understand the importance of our word choice in the time. Help us to understand that what we say will come to pass if we put faith behind it. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. Today's message is entitled, Words, Containers of Power. Words, Containers of Power. Of Power. You know, I have a tendency to think, well, let me backtrack and say this. I have a tendency to not think, necessarily, before I open this mouth up here, this hole underneath my nose, and let words come out of it. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I use wisdom, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I make right choice in my words, and sometimes I don't. And my wife will be the first to tell you that everything I just said is a true fact. And you know what? We need to understand that our tongues can get us into more trouble than we can shake a stick in. It can cause, let me tell you, let me give you a, a word as to what your tongue can do. It's in the book of James. You don't have to turn there with me today if you don't want to. It's in the book of James. It's in chapter uh, 3. And it's talking about taming the tongue. I'll get there in just a second, people. In the wrong direction. I do that occasionally. It says here, and the tongue in verse 6. Okay, verse 5. And so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on, court, on fire the course of nature. And it sets, set, is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and, and creature of the sea is tamed and hath been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of of deadly poison. In other words, if I want to speak the way that I should be speaking and say the things that I should be saying, I have to have my mouth under the control of the Holy Spirit. I've got to allow Him to put a guard over my mouth so that I don't make statements that I shouldn't make. You know, whenever things get riled up at our house, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not saying we're perfect by any means, believe me, because there are times me and my wife have a disagreement about things. And when we do, sometimes this mouth of mine gets me in trouble because I'll say things that I shouldn't say. I'll, I'll make comments that I shouldn't make. But you know what? She forgives me anyways. After all is said and done, after all the dust clears and everything, she forgives me anyway, and I praise God for that. But what I'm saying is, is that if I would be more careful, I would count to ten, as they say, before speaking. There's another scripture in the Bible that talks about being slow to speak and swift to hear. In other words, I need to be listening twice as much as I need to be talking. Because my mouth is going to be my, is one of my worst enemies. Because I say things that I shouldn't say. I talk like I shouldn't talk. I, I use words that I necessarily shouldn't use. And I don't mean cuss words. I'm just saying, you know, in general, making statements and comments that I shouldn't be doing. And if I would take a moment and sit down and just, instead of just blurting out the first thing that comes to my mind, then I would be a lot better off. Because then I probably would not end up saying what I thought about saying. You know, I almost called this this message, I almost called it, think about what you're talk, thinking of. Think about what you're going to say. I almost called it that, but I didn't. I called it words, container of power. And, you know, we need to realize that they go a long ways. They, they help to shape your future. Did you know that? Yes. Because when you confess, the Word of God, when you confess it, it has a tendency. It, there's creation there. Did you know how that's how God created the world and everything in it? It's through speaking it into existence, except for man. He formed him into existence. But the rest of everything, he spoke it, and it happened. He spoke it, and he, the word light, and it came to be. He, he spoke everything into existence except for the formation of man. And we need to understand that things are going to uh, things are going to have a our words are going to have a bearing on whether or not we're going to form the kind of future for ourselves that we would like or not. And if I'll be careful I can form words and speak those things and confess those things and believe for those things. Matter of fact, let me show you where that is. It's in the book of Mark, chapter 11. It's in the book of Mark, chapter 11. See, this wasn't even in my message, otherwise I'd have had it marked. It says in verse 22, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them, And you will have them. In other words, I've, I've got to think about what is it that I want to see in my life taking place? I want to see financial success. 
I want to see spiritual blessing. I want to see the, the love of God flowing through me and through my family and so forth. And I want to see everything going well for this church. But now, if I'm going to take even five seconds, let me, let me backtrack and say this. I, if As long as I'm confessing the positive things about what I want to see about this church and about my life, if I'm confessing the positive and I'm saying it in faith, I'm going to have those things it says. But guess what? I can destroy it in five seconds. I can. All I have to do is say, this church is never going to grow. Seven words. That's all it would take. And if I say it believing that that's the case, then it's going to happen just like that. In other words, what you say, when you say those things, if you truly believe those things, whether they're good or bad, they're going to happen. Your words create an atmosphere of, of, of whatever you say, in other words. It's going to create that atmosphere. And you're going to receive a crop, a harvest, from the things that you say. And we are going to be held accountable for the things that we say. When we stand before God on judgment, we're going to be held accountable for the things that we say. And so we've got to be sure that what we're letting out of this mouth of ours, we've got to make sure that those are the things we want to see happen and believe those things will happen, and they will happen. And that's that's where we go back again to me confessing this church is going to grow bountifully. We're going to see an increase in this church. We're going to see more people coming in instead of just us home folk, so to speak. Every time we gather in the name of Jesus, we're going to begin to see more people coming in, more visitors coming in. We had, uh, the last two or three weeks, we had some pretty decent numbers in attendance because of the visitors that we had. And you know what? God's going to do it again. I believe that. I believe we're going to see more people coming in. But we've got to believe it. And we've got to confess it. Can we do that? That's the main question right there. Can you believe it? And can you confess it? And can you stand on the promises of God? That's what it amounts to. It's, it's all in what we say. It's all in it. It's all right here. That tongue. That tongue, like I said, it can speak good or bad. Matter of fact, I want to go back to James chapter 3 again and tell you something else that I, I stopped short of a while ago. James chapter 3 says this in verse number 9, I believe it is. It says, With it we bless our, our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God, which means the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs? This thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. In other words, 
Even though we say things out of our mouths that we shouldn't say, we have, the, have an, an ability to change things in our life by the way we look at it. You know, when it says in Proverbs 18, 21, it said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you, When you speak death, you're speaking defeat, you're speaking uh, discouragement, you're, you're, you're speaking those things that, that well, let me, let me read to you the note that I have in my Bible here about that. It's in Proverbs 18, 21, it says this, a person's life largely reflect, reflects the truth of the fruit of his tongue. To speak life is to speak God's perspective on any issue of life. To speak death is to declare it life's negative, to declare defeat or complain constantly. Now, my wife will be the first one to tell you, I used to fit into that last category complainer. I mean, that, if there was something to complain about, I would find it. And I would complain about it. But you know, then God got a hold of me through the power of the Spirit and said, if you, if you want to continue to live in a defeated life, then you just go right ahead and do what you're doing. You're heading on the right path. Now, if all that complaining you're doing, you're doing exactly what you need to in order to, to live a defeated life. But if you want victory, then you need to change your mindset. You need to change your word choice. And you know what? God helped me to do that. I don't complain half as nearly as much as I used to. Not even nearly. I don't complain as nearly as much as I used to. And, and, and when I speak, I always try to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Because it's going to have an impact on my life. It's going to have an impact on my family. It's going to have an impact on this church. It's going to have an impact on whatever it is that I'm going to talk about. That's why I've got to make sure that what I say lines up with the Word of God. God's Word said, it just got to telling us, that for me to speak life is to look at things the way God sees them. Whenever I can finally understand that and do that, then I can understand it to know what I should say. And when I confess things, I confess the word of God. That's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. The devil tried to get him to fall. He tried to get him to sin. He never did, praise God. But what I'm saying is, is that he tried his best to get him to mess up. But he didn't do that. Instead, what he did was he quoted the word of God. And whenever he did, he saw victory in his life. And the same thing is going to hold true for us. Whether it's about our finances, whether it's about our health. Now, now, does that mean I lie about my health if I'm not feeling so good today? Or if I've got some kind of issue going on in my health issues? Does that mean I lie and say, oh, I'm okay? No. You just say, things may not be going the way I want them to, but God's got everything in hand and he's my healer. That's how you speak, positive out of a negative situation. You see what I'm saying? What I'm, I hope you understand where I'm trying to come from and what I'm trying to get at here today. Is that we need to speak the positive things. And the, one of the positive things is the Word of God. And so whenever we, whenever we speak that over the situation concerning our life, 
we're going to see victory in those areas. We're going to see God move in miraculous and mighty ways. Ways that we thought maybe never possible for him to do. <coughs> Let me give you a quick example. Then I'm getting ready to close out here soon. My daughter was born with a hole in her back. And I tell you what, it scared me because I asked the doctor, I said, is it serious? And he said, very serious. He said, she may not make it. And so he said, but if she does make it, then she'll be on a ventilator at this point in time. She'll be at this step this next time. And at this time, she'll be over here doing this will be going on. But it was like a week-long process of whatever he was describing to me. But you know what? I got to praying. My wife got to praying. We got on the phone with my mother-in-law. Their church had a 24-hour had prayer, prayer line, I guess you could call it. And they began to pray 24 hours. And within 24 hours, guess what? She had already surpassed all of those things that he said at this time she'll do this, this time she'll do this. She passed it all. And within 24 hours, that hole was completely healed up. And she was breathing just fine on her own. I'm here to tell you today, folks, when you've got the power of prayer working on your side, you can Amen. see victory. And believe me, prayer works. You know, the uh, prophet Elijah prayed for uh, it not to rain for three and a half years. Guess what? It didn't rain for three and a half years. He prayed again for it to rain, and it rained again and brought forth its fruit and all that good stuff. So what I'm saying is prayer works, folks. We've got to put our faith and trust in the Lord and in the prayer and, and believe that whenever we do pray, if we will confess the word of God, and if we will take just a few moments and sit down before responding to what maybe somebody said to us or did to us, instead of immediately responding out of our emotions, because our emotions are fickle, they can change at a moment's notice, and if we will just sit down for a moment or two and, and just ask, pray and ask God to help us with our response to this situation, guess what? He's going to do it. And when he does, it'll be victorious as a result. So I'm just here today to tell you, to encourage you, to watch what you say. Make sure that what you're saying is on the positive side of things. And believe for those things. And, we'll, and we will see those things happen. We will see this church grow. We will see this church have mighty moves of God. We will see miracles and, and gifts of healing. We will see things like that in this house. In your in God's house. It's not our house. It's God's house. That's something that we have a tendency to forget sometimes. Is we have a tendency to think, well, this is my church. No, it's God's church. That's right. And it always will be and always has been and, and never more shall it be anything else. It's always been and always will be God's house. And God's going to see to it that these things happen. And matter of fact, like that sign right there says, this is what I want to finish with. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. In other words, there's a time for these things I'm talking about concerning the church to take place. It just apparently hasn't been time yet. But when it is, he's going to make it happen. 
And all of this is going to change. And, and we got to get ready for those changes. we got to love them into the kingdom. Because the people that God sends in may not be, put it this way, they may be a little rough around the edges. And if they are, you love them anyway. And you just love them into the kingdom of God. And you set the standard for them. What I mean by that is you show them how to live for Jesus. You, you disciple them. When they come in and they get saved, all of a sudden you have an opportunity to begin to teach them the ways of God. And just like I will, I'll do the same thing. But I'm saying is, it's not just the pastor's job to disciple people. It's the whole church's job. So I would encourage us to get ready for some changes. Because we're going to see things happen. And I'm going to praise God when it happens. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today that your presence is here. We thank you, dear God, that you have seen us, seen to it that you have showed us how important our word choice really is and, and how important it is to put faith in those words that are positive, things of godliness, things of righteousness, things of purity. Lord, we just thank you, God, for helping us to speak those things, speak life and not death. And Lord, we thank you that you're going to do it. We give, thank you that it is done. And we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. If any of you by Facebook Live today are looking for a place to call home, we'd be glad to have you. We're located at 201 West Royce Boulevard, spelled R-E-U-S-S. -S. We'd be glad to have you. We begin on Sunday mornings at 9.45 to 10.15 with, dinner, with uh, morning prayer. And then at 10.30 is our morning worship service. And at 6 in the evening is our night service at 6 p.m., so come and be a part of that. I know that you'll get a blessing out of it. Also, you can come on Tuesday nights at 714 for intercessory prayer meeting. We'll be glad to have you for that as well. God bless y'all. We can You can consider yourselves dismissed.